Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. being in the room with other leaders or other pastors, I've I, I just realized. Uh, may, it may not be very encouraging to hear from your pastor, but I, I feel that way uh, sometimes around uh, other leaders. Um, in fact, just this week, I was asked to teach a class in a ministry school, and in my head, I'm thinking, like, like why me, bro? I'm, I'm just trying to figure this thing out like everybody else is, you know, I'm just trying to pray and, and believe God and trust in Him, and it's trying to figure this out of couldn't do it because it was during the festival, so you know around here the festival's a big deal. We got the strawberry shortcake booth and all that going on, so I have to do it another time. But but uh, yeah, I, sure I'll do it. I'm not sure you know what I mean, but but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we don't have to do things by our, our might, our, our power, right? But by the what? By the Spirit, right? And, and that's what God calls us to. And so I'm thankful I don't have to do it alone because alone, yes, I, I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm, I'm not adequate enough. But man, God equips us. He calls us. He walks with us every step of the way. He strengthens us. Amen. And he leads us if we allow him to. But maybe you find yourself today in a place of feeling inadequate in some area of your life. Like you don't measure up. Maybe, maybe you're a parent and you look around and you see other kids, uh, other parents and their kids. And their kids seem like just little perfect angels all the time. At least from what you can tell. And then you look at your kids, and I'm like, bro, I blow it. This, this parenting thing. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. But, but, but maybe that's some of you. That's a real thing. Uh, maybe you look around at other things. Lady, maybe, maybe you look at, at, at Susie Homemaker down the street, right? And, and she's got the kids taken care of. They're dressed, they're fed. The house is clean. The laundry is done. Like the dog is groomed. Like every, every, and she's got time to make some muffins, too. And she's just a pocket full, pocket full of sunshine, right? And it's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know anybody that's like that, though. But sometimes we can feel like somebody's got it all together, and we don't, right? And, you know, maybe there's some other things in, in your life maybe you struggle with. Maybe, maybe you come in on a Sunday, right, and, and, and you haven't been reading your Bible as much as you would like to. Or maybe you haven't been praying as, as much as you would like to. In fact, if you're really honest, sometimes it's just a struggle to get here in the room on a Sunday, all right? But, but you're here, and you're here, and you come in, and, 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 and maybe you're frustrated with things in life, or struggling, or whatever it might be, and you're looking around the room, and, and you see some other people across the room, and they're like, it's your breath, and they're like, oh, man, and they're like, they're like going after God, right, and, and, and they're praying, and they're, they're crying out to God, and you look, and you're like, yo, I, I'm not feeling it the way they're feeling today. That may be some of you here today may have been experiencing that. Maybe you go to your high school reunion and you're catching up with some old buddies, right? And, and you're talking through things and you're like, hey, how you doing? What are you, what, what's going on in your life? And, and they're, they're doing really great things, successful, got a great job and career and all these things, right? And, and you might not feel like you measure up to their level of 
success. Students, maybe you struggle. College students, middle school, high school students, maybe you struggle and you study and you study so hard and it's like you take the test and it's like, man, I, I studied. Am I right? Come on, guys, guys. I studied, right? And, and, and I still, I still didn't make the grade that I wanted to or what everybody else does. Maybe you're single in the room and it's like all your friends are getting engaged and you're getting, you're getting married, but you're still single and ready to mingle. It's like, yo, what is, what is up? What is going on? Come on, SCU students, right before spring, all right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, help them. Lord, pray for my friends. Today. Let them be led by the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's your status. Maybe it's your likes on social media or the lack thereof. Maybe it's your looks. Maybe you look in the mirror and you look at yourself and, and, and maybe you feel like you just you don't measure up. It could be a number of things that maybe you find yourself looking at. You're looking at, at the world. You're looking at others. You're looking at your friends, your family, your neighbors, whoever it might be. And, and you're just like, man, I just don't feel like I measure up. There, there may be some times, maybe that's even you here today, where you feel like you don't measure up, and you might look around, and you look at other people, and you look at your bank account, and you look at other marriages, and, and even other Christians at times, and it's like, man, I, I just, I just don't feel like I measure, measure up. Why do we feel that way sometimes? Why do we feel so inadequate in areas of our life? There's a couple reasons why that might be. One, it might be unfair criticism. Maybe someone has labeled you, maybe someone has spoken over you, a, a word curse or something over your life and said, you know what, you're never going to amount to anything. And for whatever reason, that struck a nerve, that resonated with you, and you believed that lie so much so that it, it led your life to this point. Maybe it was something else that they said that, that, that just wasn't true, but, but, but they're disappointed in you, or you, don't, you just can't do anything right. And I, I wish you were more like your brother. I wish you were more like your sister. I wish you weren't so much like your daddy, you know. And there's so many things that people might speak over our life that we end up believing, even though it's not true, but it's been spoken over us. And the enemy oftentimes uses those things to get us to believe those lies where we feel like we don't measure up. Maybe it's unrealistic compliments. Maybe someone that just your whole life has always just buttered you up, and it's like, you know, it's like those people on American Idol, at least when it first came out, you know, and then all the people talking about, oh, I can sing. My mama said, I can sing so good. I've been singing my whole life. I've been singing since I was two. Right? And they get out there, and they, got, they start singing, and it's like, oh, I don't want like it. You, you, you can't sing. You know, you got Simon Cowell's like, oh, that's a no for me. You know? And, 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 I mean, that's the best part of the show. We all love to, like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, make, make fun of them and stuff. But, but someone has told them a lie and said, no, yeah, you can sing because, you know, mamas, our babies are the best at everything, right? And someone has said, oh, baby, you can sing, but no, you really can't. You're embarrassing yourself on the show right now. But maybe somebody's done that and you, you believe that and, and they've done that because they didn't want to hurt your feelings or, 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 or they're, they're really trying to, to have best intentions with that. Maybe it's unwise comparisons. And this is probably where most of us feel inadequate is that we look at other people, especially with social media being such a, a thing nowadays, and we look at other people and we often look at people through their highlight reel, through the lens of our behind the scenes, Right? And those two things just don't measure up. We don't realize is that 
most, if not all people, feel inadequate in some way, shape, or form. Like we're, uh, let's just make it an even playing field today. Like we're all in the same boat here. No one is perfect. No one. So let's quit comparing ourselves to other people and their life and what they're doing, right? No one's perfect. We, we all have issues. Come on, look at someone beside me. You got issues. Someone, some of y'all said that too enthusiastically. Okay. So we've all got issues. None of us are perfect, right? We, we all feel inadequate in some way, shape, or form. So let's quit comparing ourselves to the person next to you. Let's quit comparing ourselves with the world because the world is all crazy messed up, right? Let's quit comparing ourselves with people on, on social media, with our friends at school. Because we're all on the same boat. But today, maybe you came in the room, you're not feeling it because you don't feel like you measure up in some area of your life. And it's crippling you. It's holding you back. It's keeping you down. It's keeping you, most importantly, it's keeping you from who God is wanting you to be, who God created you to be. I want to help you with that. I want to help you lay that down today. Today I'm believing that someone is going to lay down that feeling. Someone is going to lay down that inadequacy. Someone's going to lay that down today at the feet of Jesus and get some freedom and get some help. Be who you are called to be in the strength that God has given you. Right? Be who you are called to be. You're, you're not your past. You're, you're not your mistakes. You're not your failures. You are not someone else. You are you. And guess what? That is good enough. Because God doesn't make mistakes. So don't let others' expectations of you or the comparisons of others direct your life. Because if we do that, if those things direct our life, guess what? We will never measure up. We will never be satisfied in that. But God... God uniquely created you for a plan and for a specific purpose. And that's why a pursuit of anything else will not do, will not work. It will always leave us unfulfilled and unsatisfied. Lay down who you think you are to become who God says you are today. Amen? Come on, can we do that? Let's lay it down today, whatever that is in your life. So as we close out this Not Feeling It series, I want us to look at a guy named Gideon. Gideon. Some of you may be familiar with Gideon, but if you're not, go ahead and turn to Judges chapter 6. Old Testament, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, that helps you kind of find it uh, a little bit. Judges chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 11. Let me give you some kind of background, some context as you are turning there this morning. What is going on at this point in the history of Israel is that Israel has rebelled against God. They had turned to the religious practices of the Canaanites. And, uh, and they're, they're running from God. So for seven years, God has allowed the Midianites and Amalekites to invade them and, and oppress them. So they're coming in. Anything that the Israelites have worked for, any of their, their stuff, their, their possessions, any of the, 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 the harvest, and, and even their livestock, any of those things, these people groups would come in. And there were others other than just the two I named. There. They would come in. They would invade. They would pillage. And... And they, and they would take what these people had worked for. So we find the Israelites here at this point in time. They're actually hiding out. They're hiding out in, in caves. They're covering up their crops. They're like, my necklace, I'm just going to tuck it in like quick. Like, and, and so they can't see. Like they're covering up all their stuff, right? They're covering up their stuff. They're covering up their crops. And they're, they're, they're hiding everything so it wouldn't be taken from them. 
finally, in their desperation, they cry out to God. And I pray that we never find ourselves in that place where we only cry out to God when it's our last resort. May we live a life that is pursuing after God. May we live a life where we cry out to Him, no matter what's going on in our life, and the highs and the lows and, and everything in between. Judges, chapter 6, verse 11, it says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Abirazite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But Sir Gideon replied, The Lord is with us. Why has all this happened to us? Where are his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. Let's pray. Father, Father, we love you, God, and I know many of us, we feel like we don't measure up at times. But Lord, no matter how we feel or what we go through, God, may we find comfort and may we find strength in the fact that no matter where we are, what we're going through, God, you are with us. And that, God, you strengthen us. God, even in our weakness, God, you are made strong. And so, God, may we find some peace and some hope in that today. That, God, maybe we're not enough, but you are more than enough for us. So, Father, let us trust in you today. Not our abilities. Not what we see in the natural. But, Lord, our trust may be found in you and you alone today. In Jesus' name, amen. Three things you need to know about you so that you can lay down those feelings of inadequacy. You ready? You might want to take some notes and write it down. But the first thing is this. God's view of you is different than you think. God's view of you is different than you think. We oftentimes see things from a, a limited lens. We, we see it through our experiences. We see it through what we've been through. We all have a particular worldview that we look at things through. God's view is different than you. Even our view of God can be skewed from what it really is to, again, what we've experienced in this life. Many people uh, will relate to God based on their relationship with other people on this earth. So maybe you've not had a father in your life growing up, so maybe it's difficult to say, hey, is there a loving God who is a heavenly father over me? So it's our view of God can be different than what we think. In fact, our view of ourselves can be different from God's view of us as well. And in verse 12, God appears to Gideon through an angel. This is actually uh, what's known as a theophany. It's actually uh, believed that this was Christ before he was incarnate, before his incarnation, that this was Christ actually coming to, to speak uh, to Gideon in the form of human. And so Gideon has this conversation with him. The Lord says, the Lord is with you. What mighty warrior. Gideon's like, oh, like how can you use me, right? I'm, my clan is the least. I'm like the weakest. Like, and he's totally not even seeing it. But God is, is seeing into Gideon's life. God, God is, is actually calling out what he sees 
and get it. I'm thankful that God sees in me. Come on. I'm thankful that I have people in my life that have called things out that I didn't see or believe in myself. But God used them to speak into my life. We, we often see our inner self through the lens of comparison. What others have said to us, what, what others have, have done to us, or what has happened to us in, in our life. Well, that's, that's often the limited scope that we see things through. Maybe someone told you, hey, you, you can't do that. Someone's telling, hey, you're, you're not going to be able to do this, or, or you won't do this. And we, and we end up believing those things, and it keeps us from being everything that God has created us to be and doing what he's calling us to do. But God sees us for who he has created us to be. That's how God sees you. So guess what? We've got to learn not to look at ourselves through our situations and our circumstances. We've got to stop looking at ourselves through what other people have said. We've got to stop looking at, at, at things through the way the enemy speaks over us. Because he doesn't want us to get the truth right. But we've got to start looking at ourselves through the lens of truth, through the lens of God's word. What does God's word say about you? Who does God say that you are today? Well, one thing from Ephesians 2.10, Paul reminds us that we are God's masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So what? We can do good things that he planned for us long ago. If you were to go downtown Tampa, you were to stand in the middle of all these skyscrapers and, and big buildings, and, and you were to, to look up and look around. We, we can only see so far, right? Our view is, is limited because of the height of those buildings. In fact, if you look down one street or look down the other, our, our view is really only a few blocks in front of us. But if you were to get on a plane and you were to fly up high and ascend up high over everything, you would get to see the bigger picture, right? As long as you're on the ground level, everything looks big. As long as we're on the ground level, guess what? Money problems look way too big for us. As long as we're on that level, people problems look too big to us. Our marriage problems look too big for us. Our job problems, our school problems, whatever kind of problems seem too big for us because our view is limited. What if, what if we allow God to help us see things from his perspective? tell you, our worries would begin to look much smaller. Come on. You are who God says that you are. You might as well say that over your life today. I am who God says I am. You need to declare that truth over you. You want to help lay down those feelings of inadequacy? You want to help lay down the, the feeling of not measuring up? You need to start believing that you are who God says that you are. You are not what others say. Stop listening to the haters. There's always going to be haters around Stop listening to them. Stop listening to the naysayers. Because guess what? It doesn't really matter what they say. Because it's not true. I know it hurts, though. I don't want to illegitimize that. I know it hurts, but it doesn't matter what they say. They're not you. Are they going to pay your bills? Are they going to raise your kids? Do they know the plan and purpose for your life? No. So don't give in to what other people are saying to you. Stop listening to the enemy. As well. Because he's been defeated. The enemy's been defeated by the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So don't give him that access into your life to have victory in your life. Here. Here, my friends. This is where you need to live. You are created by God. You are who God created you to be. It's time to start walking that path. 
It's time to start hearing his voice and walking in his truth. Guess what that looks like? It looks like prayer. That's how you hear his voice. Guess what? It, it, how do you know truth? It's in his word. He's given it to us. It's the Bible. And I know that that might sound like repetitive to you, but, but why don't we do it then? If you want to hear God's voice, you've got to stop in all the busyness of life and all the distractions of life and, and seek him out and pray. And he tells us that if we seek him, we will find him. Pray. Get a hold of God's truth. Declare it over your life. There's too many Christians walking around defeated because they're not putting on their armor daily. I hope some of you have because that's where we've been at in our life groups lately. And they're not connecting with the one that's created. The only one that can satisfy our hearts is the one who created. One who created you knows the plan, knows the purpose, knows what's best for you. And even though Gideon didn't think much of himself, God saw what was in him. Because God's view of you is different than you think. Gideon's like, my clan is the weakest. I'm the least of my clan. Why are you choosing me? And, and, and God says, here's the deal. Here's what I want you to do. I want you in verse 14, go in the strength you have. Quit looking at your, your limits. Quit looking at your weakness. Go in the strength that you have. And save Israel out of the Midian's hands. And uh, am I not sending you, right? Come on. You won't be able to go in someone else's strength. You're not going to be able to go in your weakness. But even in our weakness, God has made strong. And guess what? God is with you. He's like, yo, you need to quit all this negative thinking. You need to quit all this negative talking, bro. Because you have something in you. I'm calling it out of you. And I am with you, Notice where Gideon is when God calls and he's uh, threshing wheat in a wine press. Uh, threshing wheat is the process of removing the seed head from the, the stalk of wheat. And then they keep the seed. And normally it's done out on a hill, out in the open, on a hill. It's where the wind can blow the chaff away, what's not being used. But if you remember at, when we started talking about this, he couldn't do that because... If he's out in the open, then someone could come and, and take away everything he has, all these neighboring countries. So, so he's hiding out. He's in a wine press. This is not where you would do this. This is actually a humbling moment for Gideon in his life. And God meets him here. God meets him here in this low moment, in this obscure place. God will meet you where you are, and he will take you where you need to be. You might be in a dark place today or sometime in your life. You, you might find yourself in a low moment. You may be even in a, in a desperate uh, situation. You might have a past. I'm sure you've made some mistakes because we all have. You might be like Gideon today in a place that you don't want to be. But those things and those places don't define you and they don't define your purpose. God will meet you right there in the moment. And don't think for a moment that God can't meet you. Don't think for a moment that God can't save you or use you. God's grace is for everyone, but it's not beyond anyone. God has given you more than you think. God has given you. You are more than you think today. Look, look, Gideon, he may have been brushing the wheat in a wine press, but this was, this was humbling. This was a, this was a, a sign of humility. So, so Gideon may not have been some strong, mighty warrior, but, but he had the strength of being humble. Gideon was 
concerned about the low place of Israel and, and, and the, the state of, of Israel. And so, so he has this strength of, of caring for Israel. He obviously knew uh, the, the history and the story of God because he says, God, you used to do uh, mighty miracles. What about when you rescued our people from Egypt? So, so he has this understanding. He has this strength of, of knowledge. And it seems that he might be hungry for some more. Because he says, God, you've done it before. Why won't you do it again? We find him spiritually hungry. He's teachable. He has the strength of being teachable because God calls out this mighty warrior and says, I want you to go save my people. And, and he goes and he does it. He's teachable. There's strength in that. We find him place of humility. He has the strength of actually being weak because God's strength is perfected in weakness. We don't think of these things as being mighty. We, we think of these movies that we see with these mighty warriors like Russell Crowe and Gladiator, right? Big, strong, greasy, sweaty guys like duking it out. Think of Braveheart or Mel Gibson or the movie Troy with Brad Pitt. We think of all these guys. And, 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 and then there's also, in real life, we often measure success differently. We, we look at what people have and, and don't realize that what they have is not really fulfilling them and they're not really happy. We, we measure success by the amount of money someone might have in their bank account, but again, that money doesn't buy us happiness. And there's a lot of people we know they have a lot of things, but they really don't have anything. But this, in 2 Peter 1.3, says His divine power has given us everything. Someone say everything. His divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. It doesn't say everything that you need for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't say everything that you need for comfort in this life. It says for life and godliness. Why? Because He has a purpose for you. And that's what it's going to take to carry out that purpose. Not money, not things, not the right job, not the right person. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. We often feel like we don't measure up because we're more focused on what we lack. What is it that God has given you? You, you really are blessed. What is it that you do have in, in this uh, context of, of talking about not measuring up and maybe... Maybe you feel like you don't ever have the words to say, but guess what? You're a really good listener. And that's okay. Guess what? We don't always have to say something. Sometimes someone just needs your ear and they need someone to talk to. Maybe you're not the upfront person, but you're a behind-the-scenes servant. You're okay with that, and that's okay because we need both. Maybe you don't make six figures, but hey, you're home six nights a week, and that's what your family needs. Maybe you're not the Pinterest mom or the Pinterest wife, but man, you are a prayer, prayer warrior and you intercede for your family. The dishes may not be done, but the prayer has been done. Which, by the way, like, let's, let's, quit. let's take that stigma off. Like, there are no super moms and super dads, right? Let's quit trying to live up to that because it will wear you out. Like, real talk, I don't care if the house is clean. I'd rather us have family time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't put those expectations on each other. Stop stop putting that pressure on you. Dad, you may not be the most athletic, but you take the kids to practice and you show up to those games. 
that you have. God told Gideon to go in the strength that you have. Am I not sending you, he said. In other words, God's got the plan and he will make a way. Those that sincerely and persistently depend on God will experience the power and peace of his presence. It's a lot of peace. But those who truly and sincerely chase after and hunger and pursue God, you will experience the power and presence and his peace. God's view of you is different than you think. God has given you more than you think. And it's less about you than you think. Gideon was like, oh, I can't, can't, can't use me, God. I don't know why you're picking me. I, I'm nobody, right? Many of us, we've been there before. But it had less to do with Gideon and what he could do and more to do with what God wanted to do in his life and what his plan and his purpose was. Come on, worship team, you guys can come on up. It's less about you than you think. Judges 6, verse 16, the Lord answered, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites together. When God calls you to do something, it's less about your power and more about his presence. Come on, in his presence is everything. In his presence, we have the fullness of joy. If I remember correctly, the joy of the Lord is our what? Our strength. Come on, we hear from God in his presence. We are, we are filled up in his presence. Strongholds will break in his presence. It's more about his presence than it is what we can do in our own power. Are you feeling inadequate today? You feel like you're not measuring up in some area of your life? Guess what? God is with you. So you have more than enough than what you need. Come on, are you struggling as a parent today? God is with you. It's time to stop and, and recognize that. Yeah, I know it might be chaotic in the house, but God is giving you the authority over that house, and you need to start speaking peace over that chaos in your home. Come on, you struggling as a parent? God is with you. Are you struggling as a spouse? God is with you. Are you struggling as a student? God is with you. Are you struggling with your purpose? God is with you. It's not about what others think about you. It's not about what you think about yourself. It's about what God says, who God says that you are. Why? Because he is with you. We know the scripture, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Why? Because he is with me. Oftentimes we wait to be used by God or follow him or be obedient to him because we feel like we have to have it all together. Oh, God, I know you want to use me. God, I know there's a plan and purpose for my life, but now I'm just not ready. I'm not there yet. I, like, I got to get some things in order. Like, don't wait to seek God or be used by God when you have it all together. In fact, here's where maybe you can find some comfort and strength today, is that God often uses the least likely. God often uses broken people. God often uses those that don't have it all together. <laughs> Noah got drunk. Jacob lied. Elijah was suicidal. Moses a murderer. Rahab a prostitute. Jonah was a coward. Paul was a murderer. Peter was a liar. And these are all incredible people that we read about that God uses for incredible things throughout his word. Wherever that you feel like you don't measure up, wherever you think you're all messed up at, God can change all that. God can use you just the way that he used all those people.
but you become what you consistently think about. So, so if you're consistently thinking, oh, I'm just a failure. I'm just a, my family. My family name is not that great. It's, it's, it's weak. I, I'm the weakest of my. You know, if you're constantly going there, constantly thinking that, then that's going to come out in your life. If you're consistently thinking about your sin, I'm trying to break the sin. God, God, I can't. Stop lying. All I do is lie. God, I don't want to lie anymore. God, will you take this lie from me? I, I, I can't stop lying. Oh my gosh, I'm such a liar. And then you wonder why you can't break that. You can't get through that. But if you would replace that with God, I'm struggling with this. Lord, I need your truth. God, what is your truth? Open up his word. Declare his truth over your life. Become consumed by his truth. Whatever sin that is in, in your life, if you consistently think, uh, you don't measure up, then guess what you, you won't. Fill your mind, fill your life with God's truth about you. And as you walk in that truth, he will use you in his plan. In Christ, you are forgiven. In Christ, you are loved. In Christ, you are made new. In Christ, you are made his ambassador. In Christ, you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. In Christ, you are an overcomer. Y'all ain't saying nothing this morning. In Christ, you are his masterpiece. In Christ, you are a joint heir. In Christ, you are a citizen of heaven. In Christ, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. In Christ, you are being redeemed, set free, delivered. God wants to use us in spite of our inadequacies. God's plan is, is to save people. And he will often use that. We are least likely to carry out his plan. God used Gideon. Weak of his, of his plan to rescue his people. God used David. David was the last chosen. Maybe you were last chosen for kickball back in the day. David was last chosen out of all his brothers. God used Moses. Moses said, I, I can't speak. I don't have a great speech. How am I going to go? God, what are we going to do? I don't know how to do it. God says, who created you? Who gave you speech? God, God used all these God used Jesus. Jesus was born of a virgin. That didn't make sense to the world. It still doesn't. He was the son of a carpenter. He, he came in the most least, least likely way. And the people were expecting the Messiah to come as this warrior king. And he doesn't come that way. He comes as a humble Servant, but God often uses the least likely so he can get the glory. And you might not feel like you're enough today, but God is more than enough. Today, maybe you need to lay down that feeling of inadequacy. Lay down that feeling that I don't want to measure up. What area is that for you? Where, where in your life today? Maybe you need to ask God that. Maybe you need to tell God that, hey, this is, I'm not feeling like I'm measuring up. Whatever that area is for you today. Because God has a plan and purpose for you. God wants to use you. Yeah, you may not be the strongest, you may not be the greatest, and that's okay. God still wants to use you. But oftentimes we end up picking up all this stuff in our life through our experiences and end up shaping again our worldview of, of everything, including ourselves. So I've been through some stuff. I got some baggage, right? This is who I've become. This is who I am. And maybe someone has, has spoken some things over your life again. Some word curses, some lies over you and said you weren't going to amount to very much. Like, you're not going to be able to do this. And that dream that you have, 
Thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.